What is going on, Charles Botenston here? Nobody is waiting for the most important video? That's terrible, you know? I, I just feel, I feel so just, uh, just so unloved right now. If you guys are watching for the first time, this is the live show that we go every single weekday. I was gonna say almost every single day. Almost every single day. If I feel so inclined to do it on a weekend, then I do it on a weekend. Uh, I'm just gonna pair this out. Absolutely love this new iPhone case that uh, I made. And I made on, and they printed for me. I didn't actually make it, but little BPI case. So why are we talking about marriage? Why are we talking about Charles getting into relationships? Well, the first thing is because, uh, you know, you're at that age. You should be married. You know, everyone loves saying that. You know, who are you dating? What are you dating? What are you dating? <laughs> I'm dating trees and, and grass and air. That's who I'm dating. Now, this actually first came up when I went to uh, Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny. I think that was 2000, what? 2000, uh, 2017, probably 2016. That was 2016 that I went to his Date with Destiny. Highly recommend it. Very expensive to actually go there. It's a maybe five or $6,000, but it's well worth it. It will blow your fucking mind and you will get a massive return on it. They don't really upsell you there. Some of these programs you go to and then they upsell it. He didn't really upsell it, which was nice. And during there, they have a relationship day. And the relationship day was probably one of the best days. You learn about masculinity and femininity. You, you, you learn about what works, what doesn't work. And then they, they have shares. So shares is someone that, you know, is, uh, I got a nice little piece of hair that's freaking out right now. Uh, you have shares that are personal stories of people that are going through issues and whatnot. And in our situation, there was a guy that, uh, he kind of lost his masculinity to say the least. And it's interesting because th this is going to be a longer video than, than expected. There's a, there's a couple things going through my mind. So she, the wife, was beautiful. She was stunning. And he, uh, yeah, he went off the, the deep end. You know, no hair. You know, was not only, well, it was like receding hairline and whatnot. He was losing his body. Uh, in other words, and not losing his body, but it just was, it was falling apart. You know, and he was only in his late 30s. And she looked great. You know, she had... Uh, augmentation and she looked you know she kept herself in in long beautiful long hair and you could see that she she started coming into her own and she started becoming more confident and then that actually wore on him he he wasn't ready for the the ferocious animal that she became in marriage and tony was talking about that and i'm gonna get to why i'm not but right after that, Tony said, okay, everyone stand that's in a relationship. So everybody stands. Anybody, everyone stands that's married. Everybody that's married stands. Anyone that's not in a relationship that wants to be in a relationship stand. And then he said something very interesting. He said, everybody stand that's not in a relationship and doesn't want to be in a relationship. So I stood because that was 2016. I didn't want to be on a, I didn't want to be in a relationship. I still, I don't know, you know, probably not right now. But all the people around me were like, why are you standing? I, why don't you like, why don't you want a relationship? Why, what, I don't understand. They couldn't calculate that I am not in a relationship and I didn't want to be in a relationship. They, they couldn't process that. Out of 5,000 people, probably 40 people stood. <laughs> that was it. 5,000 people did not, were not in a relationship and they didn't want to be in a relationship. So I, I was standing there and 
I was towards the back. So Tony started interviewing the people in the front. Why don't you want to be in a relationship? You know, one guy said he went through heartbreak. This other woman said she's not ready and blah, blah, blah. My reason's totally different, okay? And then I'll, I'll get into uh, two scenarios that have also, you know, when you start working with the amount of people that I'm working with, you start understanding that there's there's really two types of relationships, okay? The one that you both grow, The actually there's three. One where you both grow, one where you neither of you grow and you're just you just live together and you just you're just in a you're just married there's no passion and then the last one is the third one is one of you grows and the other one doesn't okay so i'll give you two two examples i did uh tony robbins uh upw so uh upw is uh unleash the power within that's kind of his basic program so i i went to it and then i volunteered at the second time he came around it's free and blah 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 and you still get value out of it and i did the sales table obviously so at the sales table has all of his products one of them is the relationship product i cannot tell you there are two scenarios i like there were dozens of people that came up and they're like uh because he did relationships and then people flooded and they wanted to know more about his relationship program so this one one woman, she's probably 50, uh, probably around 60, okay? She's been married for 30 years. This is her telling me the story. And she said, do you think this is right for me? And she started telling me her story. She, Her husband retired at 55 and very successful. They live in Garden City, Long Island, which is a nice part of town. And she never worked. And then at 55, when he started coming home and was there because he wasn't working, he was just like, she, she felt lost. She had like a the three quarter life crisis because she's like, I'm not ready to be lazy. He did, he, all he did was golf. All he did was come home and drink and, and just, it's like, are we just gonna do this for the rest of our lives and then just die? And then she started asking her questions. So guess what she did? She got a real estate license, of course, you know? <laughs> so she got a real estate license and literally at 55, 60 years old, she got her license and she started to just go forward in life, okay? When she started going forward in life, that upset her husband because her husband wanted to just calm down and do nothing. She wanted to go forward and, and off she went. She started becoming a top agent in her office, top agent where she was. And what I've noticed is that when you start growing and you keep on growing, you scale up, okay? But if your, your spouse, obviously marriage, or your partner is not growing with you, there's jealousy. Okay, I'll give you another example. There's a, a client of mine, uh, his business exploded. He was nothing about 20 years ago. Uh, you know, he was, he was building his business and it started taking off in the last 10 years and now it's massive. He has multiple offices all over Manhattan uh, and he's doing really well. He just bought a $4 million place and then put another million dollars into renovating it. So it's now worth a $5 million place overlooking the Hudson River. It's really nice. Condo, doorman, blah, blah, blah. His wife uh, hasn't grown at the, the rate he has because he's needed to go through a huge transformation. He needed to public speak. He needed to get the word out, sales, management, having the vision, being able to, to do everything, to grow his company, to make enough money to actually, he has now, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 employees. You have to grow exponentially to be able to manage that because that's now tiers and hierarchy within the actual uh, realm of uh, you know starting a business. His wife hasn't grown, so guess what? He hits me up and he says, "Hey, listen, you know things are not really going well," and blah blah blah. So those are two examples of a woman who grew exponentially and did not want to just 
live and retire. And then there's the guy who also grew exponentially. So the crux of me is I'm on my journey. Okay. I'm on my, my personal development journey. I am nowhere near where I want to be. Okay. Nowhere near, you know, the vision that I have, you know, I'm looking at Hudson 2025. If I marry someone now, so this is probably the deep insecurity that I have. Okay. So I don't want to say deep, but because I've thought about it, you know, deep insecurity is something that you really haven't thought about. You kind of just do, um, is that I'm going to grow or say I get married. Okay. I get married and then I grow exponentially and my wife does not, that's going to drag me down in my business, in my relationships with my clients, with my health, because I know at home, someone is not growing as fast as I am. You know, this, this, again, I have to, I have to know myself. I don't know myself enough right now to be able to say, this is the person I'm willing to spend the rest of my life with. This is the person that I'm going to grow with and we're going to be a team together. You know, the best example is Grant Cardone and Elena. You know, they, they literally say, this is our mission. They meet every single Sunday. They go over their goals and they say, this is our mission. This is our mission and this is what we're moving towards. And they are together one person, okay? I haven't met that person yet. You know, maybe I will. Maybe I will. And the thing is, I'm not even open to relationships for the simple fact that I know what it takes to be in a relationship. You have to go out, you know, you have to see each other at least once or twice a week, at least once or twice a week. And the thing is, if I start getting tired and I start not making my phone calls or on weekends when, when I want to go out biking, that's the thing is I, I want to, you know? So the woman has to be okay with not being in a relationship and or not seeing each other. And the thing is at my age at 32 turning 33 is that there's not a lot of women that are, that are open to that. You know, most women, they want to get married. They want to have kids. I have the conversations with them. I j literally just had that yesterday. This woman's like, yeah, I just, I, I want to be, have, I want to have kids. I'm 34, you know? So their, their mentality is totally different because their clock is ticking. They have to freeze their eggs, which is very expensive. And then they have to go on this like binge of six months of not eating or drinking or exercising, excruciating because they, they needed healthy and everything like that. Where the guy is where I see myself at age 40 is completely different than who I am right now. I am going to be way, I'm going to have a lot more money. I'm going to have a lot more influence. I'm going to have, uh, uh, I'm going to be public speaking. I might've had a published two or three books by then. You know, the company is going to be nowhere near where it is right now. So, you know, as I explain that it's very attractive to women because they say, okay, he has a vision, he has a plan, he has something that he's, he's working towards. But the problem is they, I don't know. It looks good on paper. And there's a lot of guys that say that I want to be blah, blah, blah. And then they start settling. So they've heard it before. But the problem is uh, for those guys is the, the girl is not seeing it. OK, they're not really taking the actions to getting the body or the money or whatever the case is. The thing is, on my side is, is she going to be with me? Is she going to be with me? Are we are we both on board that I want to have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank? I want to I want eight billion people to know who BPI is. I want to be I want to make personal development cool. You know, I, I want people to be able to say I'm working on myself. I'm cool with that. I'm posting about it on social media. I'm posting quotes about it. You know, like make, <laughs> you know, make personal development great again. You know, like something that is, you know, it looks good when I explain it to a woman, 
but is she going to grow with me? So I need, I need, um, I need to attract a couple of things. Number one is she already has to be going to the gym at least five times a week, at least five times a week. Number two is she has to be a vehemently, uh, vehemently, uh, positive, ethical, moral person that, uh, is, 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 she's not chasing, you know, like likes and th I know way too many girls like that. Way too many girls in LA. It's probably even worse in New York city. It's not as bad, but you can see that these girls are putting up a lifestyle that they're, they're not fucking living. There's a lot of guys that are doing that. They have the personal jet and the private car and the, the ridiculous vacations and they throw money on a bed and they take a photo. Dude, that's just coming from insecurity. I don't need a girl like that. I don't want a girl that, that is chasing that because that's not my vision. You know, the money and all that is going to come. I don't, I'm not chasing that vision. Num this is the most important thing. Number three is that they are into personal development. They are into reading. They are into getting better. They are not, they are not opposed to the woo-woo bullshit that they, you know, that is out there right now. They're into, okay, this is an area of my life that I need to change. What do I need to do? It's not an outside force. It's, it's not the market. It's not the government. It's not social media. It's not society. It's not my friends. It's not, it's, it's me. I need to change. Okay. So looking at all of that, looking at all of that right now, I don't feel comfortable getting married. I don't get, I don't feel comfortable getting married for the simple fact that I'm going to be totally different in 10 years. And is she going to be on the exact same path? I really truly believe between 36 and I've thought about this between 36 and 40 is really when I'm going to consider, okay, I have, a, I, I know who I am and I'll, I'll leave you with this is that the girls that I'm actually attracting into my life are way better. They're way better. Like last year over this year and next year, it's going to be totally different. You know, it's like, why, 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 like, why do guys cheat on their wives? Why, why do guys go out and they, they get a divorce? You know, I, I look at it and some of the guys, because they have more money or women are throwing themselves at them. Okay, cool. Guys are throwing themselves at beautiful women all the time, but the girls don't say yes every time. And I'm not blaming the guys. I'm not blaming the girls. It's just, that's the relationship they're in. That they say, you know what? It's cool if I cheat on this person or I see this person or I even think, well, not think about it, but in Grant and Elena, they're so honest and open and they, they are both on their why that they're like this other bullshit of someone throwing themselves, especially Grant. He's a good looking guy. He's, you know, he's got that salt and pepper kind of hair. He's, you know, he's in shape. He's got the money. He's got the business. He's got the swag. You know, that, that's a guy or Gary. Gary is obviously a little bit shorter and whatever, but he's got that swag that a lot of girls like. And that's the thing is that Gary, when Gary was 32, he was probably not attractive to anybody. Gary at 42 is attractive to a lot more women because of the influence he's going to be having. And that's the thing is that girls, they're not attracted. Yes, a little bit about looks, but it's about how you carry yourself. And for me at 30, what am I, 32, as opposed to 42, I'm going to be totally different. So I'm, I'm going to, and I just need, I just need things done in my life automated, you know, so I'm, I'm not MGTOW. MGTOW is men going their own way. Not at all. I love women. I love their energy. Um, I just, right now is uh, top of the morning. Right now, my, my biggest focus is, and I've said it before, is my health. Because if I don't have the energy, the enthusiasm, I can't do shit. 
Number two is my business. And number three is my family. And then everything else just trails off beyond. You know, I can add in other shit. And obviously, it's not hard and fast. They flip around every once in a while. On Saturday, I'm going to see my family. So they're priority number one. But in the morning, I'm going to be biking. So that, so my health is going to be priority at that time. And then my business is going to be on Sunday. You know, it, it's like you make you make a, a sacrifice. Darren Hardy, highly recommend you watch a bunch of his, his YouTube. He is a ridiculous speaker. And he is a great person to see. He's He looks young as hell. He has put in all the work. Darren Hardy wrote The Compound Effect. He owns Success Magazine. He also uh, just came out with a new video. And I forgot what it's called, but I signed up for it. It's I think it's free. Um, I hope end up pitching something because there's no way you make a feature-length documentary and then you just fucking put it out into the ethers and you don't make any money off of it uh, because it costs probably tens of thousands or maybe $100,000 at least to put together because of the camera crew and everything else. So in conclusion... Don't get into a relationship because, and, and I'll, I'll leave you with this. So looking on, uh, on social media, it really breaks my heart seeing the amount of girls or guys that they get into a relationship and they feel that the next step is marriage because they feel that they are maybe insecure going single again. They feel insecure what their friends and family are going to think. What do you mean? You dated him for five years. The next step logically for all of society is marriage. You have to get married. You're 33. You have to get married. You've been dating for five years. You have to get married. I know someone that follows my stories. She's very attractive. Uh, she's way more attractive now than she was seven years ago. And that happens a lot. The guy, uh, he's kind of, uh, and you go to his posts and you just see, he's like, dude, you know, toughen up. The guy's like, I can't wait to marry you. I can't wait to uh, be around you all the time. The, the last seven years were amazing. I, I can't wait for the, it's like, dude, oh my God, you rely. The hashtag was, he needs, and I won't say her name, uh, he needs her. And I'm like, that was the fucking hashtag. It's like, dude, you're what what kind of sex are you having bro you're probably just sitting there like whatever pleases you whatever please dude no no all right so i'm gonna leave it here is when there's a ton of people that are actually out there telling you to do something first question the why are they telling you is that because it's always been done that way or are we healthier and my dad had me when i was 43 you know i turned out pretty normal uh <laughs> Leave your comments below on exactly uh, where you are in your relationship because the, the thing is, I'm completely fine with it. Other people are not. Other people are uncomfortable that I'm single and I'm happy. That's the funny thing is they're like, hold on, wait, you're single and you're happy and you're fine with that? I'm like, yeah, I am. Not a big deal. You know, <laughs> it's, it's because... Back in the day, it all made sense. You had to do it because your life expectancy, I think up until like 1800s was 42 years old. Jesus died at 30 or crucified uh, at 30 years old. Imagine that, 30. You're dying at 30 years old. That's crazy. I would have been dead. <laughs> so you, you have to consider what is your priority? Are you okay with it? And, you know, where is it coming from? That's the biggest thing is where is it coming from? So they have something called MGTOW. I don't know enough about it. I can't be talking about it. But it's uh, men going their own way where I, I think the basis is where they, they don't really uh, date, you know, to say the least. 
I would say if you are doing men going their own way, find out the reason. For me, it's not about, I love being in the company of women. Actually, more than men most of the time. When I'm at the gym, I, I literally, yesterday I was, I was done. I talked with a girl, then went on a stretchy mat and talked with two other girls. I love their energy and they're beautiful. I love to look at them. Like, why not? You know? Uh, yeah. So I would say the core reason is that I have a probably, I probably have a fear. It's not an insecurity. I have a fear that in 10 years, my wife is going to not be at the same level I am. That is my fear. Grant Cardone got married in his 50s and they were both, you know, they were on their fucking vision or 45 or whatever. You know, Gary got married early. That's really what it comes down to. I just have a fear I'm going to be totally different. I am going to be totally different. Is my wife going to be totally different? I want someone that's into personal development, into health, blah, blah, blah. And she's going to look at me and say, I want that guy as well. So best to find a young, pretty family. Yeah, family oriented, 100%. 100%. If you don't have a good family, like it's, it's it's really tough to change. If you had a Jeff Bezos has talked about this multiple times. Uh Jeff Bezos Amazon, which by the way, they um then feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, and to be honest, it's going to be a lot easier in the future, but it's going to be a lot harder because it's like is this person marrying or dating me because uh you know, of my status or whatever, like now it's easier. Like the friends that you have right now are the ones before you blow up and get popular and whatever, are the ones that know who you are, your core uh inside morals and ethics and everything like that. Jeff Bezos has talked about this multiple times. He said there is a there is a dividing line between the people that grew up with a good family and in the family that didn't have good parents or one parent or just not a good household that he, he said it's just one of the biggest factors when it goes into parenting is what's the household that you're actually um, growing them up in, you know? It's like, do you have to live up to my expectations? Am I telling you what to do? So yes, the girl has to be family oriented, come from a good family, have the morals and ethics into health. You know, I don't want to make it too long, but that's, that's, but what about unconditional love? Uh, you know, unconditional love, you know, that, 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 by the way, do you know what that means? You know, a lot of people throw around and, and I'm not calling you out, but I didn't actually know it until about a year and a half ago when someone explained it, when they were talking about unconditional love for themselves, you only get that. Um, yeah, I would say you get the, the hard work and the discipline from your father and you get the nurturing and the empathy from your mother, you know? And obviously those are heterosexual relationships. Unconditional love, I finally found out what it meant. I, I, used to, I used to drop that all the time. Oh, unconditional love. Unconditional means regardless of what happens. You can go out and murder someone. It's like, what's his name? Eli Wiesel. I think he wrote, I think it was Eli Wiesel who wrote the, the book Man's Search for Meaning. Or was that, uh, no, that was someone else. Eli Wiesel also wrote a really good book. Yeah, unconditional love literally means I'm imprisoned like Gandhi for 30 years and he loves the people who are where he feels love towards the people that are imprisoning him for 30 years. No reason, no reason to be imprisoned. That's crazy. That's unconditional love. Most people are conditional love. When you do something good, I will love you. When you don't do anything good, I'm not going to love you. That's the difference. And that's hard. That's hard. That's, that's really hard. It's really hard. You know, think about that. 
Think about the times you fuck up and then you, you start talking shit on yourself. That's not unconditional love. You, you only want the good things in life. And as they say, the Buddha said, life is suffering. It's just a matter of, do you want to suffer now by not eating the chocolate cake and going to the gym and things like that? Or do you want to suffer later when you have chronic disease and back pain and all the other jazz? Do you want to suffer now and make the sales phone calls or do you want to suffer later when you're in bankruptcy? Life is suffering. It's just what kind of suffering do you choose? It's really what it comes down to. And right now, the suffering of not being in a relationship is not really suffering to me. You know, I, I don't miss it, you know? I went out with this girl and she talked about, she was dating this guy who's, uh, who competes in CrossFit. And she's like, I don't know, I, don't, I didn't like it because he, was, he needed to be in bed by 9.15 every single morning. His, his meals were blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, guess what I thought? This isn't gonna work out. Yeah, because that's exactly how I am. My relationship doesn't come first. Myself comes first. Because if, if I can't take care of myself, there's no fucking way I can take care of a relationship. Or I take care of the relationship and then everything else goes out the window. My business, my body, my mindset. No, meditate is all for yourself. Going to work is all for yourself to make money. Going to the gym, all for yourself. So you don't put a burden. I know people that are putting burdens on their wives because they didn't take care of themselves. They, had, they ate, drank, and married in the 80s and 90s. And now the wife is taking care of the husband, dressing the husband. That's fine. You know, there's going to be a time that we break down, but this is way premature and it's putting a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress on the marriage, a lot of financial stress because he spent all of his money. I look at those people and I don't, I don't get mad. That's the difference. I don't get mad. I just learn. I say, I don't want that. I don't want that. That's really what it comes down to. I don't want that. And by the way, unconditional love uh, isn't overnight. You know, watch Darren Hardy's videos. Literally, YouTube has correlated the top results for Darren Hardy. Just type it in. And then they're long, they're an hour and a half. I, I listened to one yesterday and it was just like, wow, wow. Dude, Dar Darren Hardy drops bombs. He's probably one of the best speakers that nobody knows about. He, people know about him because of the book, but he is an unbelievable speaker. I wanna be him, but with way more content being produced. He doesn't produce much content. He, he, has, he has a website and whatever, but that's one of the things that I'm like, he's a good looking guy, he's been married for a while. You know. I look at him and I'm like, that's who I want to be. He wears a suit on stage when he's giving his keynotes for an hour and a half. But the thing is, he came from a very tough home. So you can see where he's coming from. It's a different, it's where he's coming from is totally different than a Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary came, Vaynerchuk came from almost an identical family that I came from, which is I'm coming from authenticity and vulnerability and raw because that's how I was, I was raised-ish. You know, I've come around a lot, <laughs> to say the least. That's, that's relationships 101 is 100%, 100%. And being in a relationship that is not good, you have to discuss it. That's something I was really bad at, number one. Number two is I also wasn't, um, I, I think the reason that I don't wanna get into a relationship now that I'm thinking about it is, is the fact is, uh, especially so in my age, is that she probably wants it to lead to marriage, you know? Uh, or do you want... So, you know, it's funny. Uh, Anne Ryan, I think that's her name. Uh, I, it's been on, you know, fiction is, is tough for me. I, I don't, I've never read one of her, her things. I, I just want to plow through nonfiction. 
you know, and I know they're really good and they're really popular. Ayn Rand, I think that's her name. And I think there was a, a movie made about her. Obviously, people don't like her because it was very controversial and whatnot. But why not just learn from it? Be like, okay, you know, I learned from the people that I, like Darren Hardy. It's like, I would have a way bigger social impact. Way bigger. He's an amazing speaker. He's a good looking guy. He's got the relationship. I'd be going live with my wife. I'd be doing so many things. A thousand pages. That's insane. It's like, just read the Bible or something or, or, or read ancient text that really just shorten it up into, you know, those that have more uh, will get more. Those who, who lack will, will, you know, whatever that, that line is that Jordan Peterson has literally meditated on a year and a half, two years. And he said, this is the harshest thing that was ever said in the Bible. And then he breaks it down. And it's so true. It's so true. Like people, if you take the religious part out, and you just listen to that sentence, it's so true. The person that has lack, say in a relationship, affects the relationship. And then guess what? Guess where you're gonna go? More lack. But if you have an abundance mentality, abundance mentality took me years to just years. That's one of the hardest things because I didn't grow up with money. A lot of people, they grew up with money, so they have an abundance mentality towards money, but they don't have an abundance mentality towards a relationship or their job because that's how they grew up. All right, I'm gonna hop out, 9.13. I gotta make my uh, sales calls. Uh, this video was all right. <laughs> this could have been a lot better, to say the least. Because uh, I, I thought about it, and it's it's one of those things, maybe I have to think about it a little bit more, and then I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up maybe in about five, six months because Right now is the time where women are coming into my life that are on the same page as me. You know, before it was I had to chase them or am I good enough for them or things like that. Women are coming into my life that I deserve and they deserve me. And that is the first time that that has really happened in my life. Because before a woman would come into my life and I would have the insecurity that I don't deserve her, I'm not good enough and things like that. Now is the first time that it's actually happening where, where people are like, why don't you ask her out? And I'm thinking in my brain, you know, now is the time. Am I not asking her out because I still have that insecurity? Am I good enough? Or am I not asking her out because I know that she's going to sleep over and I'm probably going to blow through the 5, 5 a.m. because we're going to be up late or the weekends we're going to be drinking and then I'm not going to go cycling. It's like, it, it's really, I'm so focused on, it, it sounds bad. I'm so focused on myself right now. That sounds really bad. <laughs> that sounds really bad. But it's true. It's true. You know, there's the opposite where you're focused on yourself, but you're not getting better. You're not going out. You're watching TV. There's the opposite. I know a lot of those people that are 38, 39, and I'm like, why aren't you dating? They're like, I'm too busy. Okay, that's a really good excuse. It's really easy to, to make that excuse. You know why? Because you can easily fill your time. Um, I, I finally last night, I'll leave you guys with this, even though I said that about 10 minutes ago, is that I blocked out my time in chunks. And I'll talk about this time chunking, you know, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12. To, and I'll just go over really quick. And then I'll make a live uh, about that next week, which is nine to 10, even though it's past nine, uh, nine to 10 is outbound calls, 10 to 11 is going live. Tend a lot on BPI channel. I just bought a camera and whatever. So if you guys want to follow that, which is more business and whatever, 11 to 12 is going to be lunch. It's not going to be one hour, but um, I, I want to reserve more time and then just crunch it down. 12 to 1 is going to be following up on my sales calls. Two, what was that 12 to 1? 1. 1 to 2 is going to be 
or no, 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 one to three is gonna be following up, three to five is gonna be appointments and content and social media and things like that. Like I need, I'm, I'm clearly still, this is all an experiment going on right now in my head. I just thought of it last night. I said, because I'm so over the place, I'm so behind on following up on people. There was an email that I replied to three days ago that they wanted to meet. Um, is the virtue of selfishness, and that's why I asked, you are very New York City. Uh, yeah, I would say, but that's the thing is, in New York, you can smell the people that are not, uh, you know, there's a lot of good people in this city. It, it, takes a, it takes a certain person to be able to deal with New York City consistently. There's a lot of people that move here and then they call themselves New Yorkers and then they move out in two years because they can't handle it. Uh, there's traffic, there's delays, it smells bad, it's busy, it's crowded, uh, it's expensive. There's, there's really no reason to actually be in the city at all. There's really no reason besides convenience and uh, it's, it's like the top of the mark, you know? Yeah, they call themselves New Yorkers. Like this one person was like, she's like, yeah, I lived in New York. I was like, oh, how long? She's like, six months. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I interned there. I'm like, what? Like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't say, yeah, I interned in, you know, Tokyo. I can't say I lived in, yeah, six months. Okay, say I interned or I, I, you know, stayed there, but lived in New York, you know, that's that's like a short-term rental. Um, but I love it. I can't see myself anywhere else. You know, Gary's talked about that. I cannot see myself. I look at my cousins and I'm going to see them over the weekend. And I love them. I can't see myself in the suburbs. Granted, I don't have kids and a wife, so maybe it's going to be different in, in the future, but I can just see myself getting a really sick pad and growing my kids in New York uh, with the wife and things like that. So um, I, I could talk about my finances really quick and then I, I literally need to go because I need to make money. My finances are solely based, everything is allocated towards my business, everything. I bought a new camera, why? Because that's gonna be producing content that makes two cameras. I'm gonna be producing more content with my videographer, so money to pay for the videographer, the, the editing, a new lens, this shit is expensive. You know, the camera that we bought was $5,000. The lens was another $1,700. My videographer is like $3,000. Like that's where all my money's going. This, I'm literally pouring all of my money and all of my time into the business. This is my baby. This is my baby. Maybe that's another reason I'm not in a relationship. So uh, no, I have no assets. Uh, well, I, I, Every single month, I shouldn't say that, Every or um, I think bi-weekly, so every two weeks, I send $250 to a, a low-cost low index fund, and if you read uh, what's-his-name's book, it goes to Vanguard, and then it, you know, it goes up, what, 5 6%, but that's just, that's like play money, okay? That's just going out. That's just not a big deal. This office is three grand. My, my apartment is $3,500. My, you know, the, to keep the lights on, it's like $10,000, $11,000, okay? So I have to make minimum, obviously, six figures. Minimum, minimum. That's not even including taxes. And that's not even including lifestyle and things like that. Like, I have to, I have to clear 150, 175 minimum. And by the way, that's just, that's just baseline. Okay, to actually make a profit is probably 200, 210. And this year, I'll be fine with that. Last year, I had to dip into that fund and that's why I had to go really serious. I had to look at myself and say, okay, I didn't clear that mark. I've been in the business for eight years. This is, this is what I was saying last year. I've been in the business for eight years 
and I didn't clear that mark to actually make that amount of money. And I thought to myself, okay, what do I need to do? I need to go out for business. I can't be relying on, on people giving me business or thinking about me or whatever. So then I went out, I started getting business. So I started getting business beginning part of this year. I said, okay, I have that. So now am I not only going out getting business, but I'm also going out and producing content. So that's where the, the time allocation comes in, which is, okay, beginning, beginning part of the day when I'm most on, those are my outbound calls when I have to sell people. Then I do the follow-up, which I don't really need that amount of time. And then the other part towards the latter part of the day is the content. And I'm not producing the quality of content that I'm, that I'm, ha I'm not happy with the, the, the content that I'm producing for BPI, nor for my personal. Um, yeah, getting business is more important than making content though. Way more important because you have sales and marketing. Marketing, now there's 10 people on this as I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> Um, marketing is great because that gets the word out that spreads, that's your brand, that's the awareness, but sales is what closes it and you need both. Right now I'm doing the sales, but when they go to my website, I can't close them off of the, because I don't have content on there. So I call them, they love it, they love my thing, they Google me, and then they're like, oh, but if I had both, if I had both pillars going, it's, I'm just going to light it all on fire and just fucking grow this business like to the kazoo, but I have to get more time. I have to allocate my time way more efficient than I am right now. You know, that's really what it can, comes down to. Uh, now I can't, I, I've been approached by clients to invest in my business. I don't want to, because of Shark Tank, uh, I don't want to give away any part of my business. I, there's no way, there's no way, no way. This will always be private uh, unless there's, like, you know, a time in the future where I give him like 5%. But the guy that I talked to, he wanted like 40 or 50%. He was going to give me tens of thousands of dollars, which I, you know, but you, I can't really say that my business is worth a million dollars. You know, I, I can, but the, you know, the, the return on that would, would take a while because it's post taxes, post everything. They're not going to see the return. So you have to really consider I would I would never give away because that's that's in perpetuity. You'd have to buy them back out, and they would have to be okay with giving their share back. They wanted to, they were buying into me. They weren't buying into the business. They were buying into me, and I and I told them no. And it, and I've been approached by the same guy probably four times. He goes, "What about now?" I'm like, "Nope," because I would rather be suffering than give a, a portion of my business and and have him say. I don't think I agree with what you're doing. I don't agree with the posts that you're doing, the videos you're doing, or the way you're allocating money, or why aren't there more money? Why isn't there... So Get to what? What's the next goal? 3,500 subscribers? <laughs> Cheers, guys.